0: Welcome to Creativity Boost with your host, Iradafe Owalabi, your guide on this transformative journey. We're here to help people with dreams and ideas of becoming something more but don't know how, why, where, or when to push out their brainchild in the form of a song, book, an app, a business, a brand, a movement, or something valuable. So if you don't want to go to the grave with that idea still in your head, then this is the podcast you've been waiting for. So a lack of creative leadership in a team packed with talent is a recipe for disaster. And one very good illustration to buttress this is the game of football. Jesus would use a different modality to help his 12 disciples to develop their problem-solving ability. He would take them away from the crowd. He would take them away from the 70 and he would take them unto himself to juggle their memories, juggle their brains and trigger their problem-solving abilities to come alive. Today we are going to be talking about something really transformational and what we are going to be talking about is how to develop problem solving skills in your team as a leader. So whether you are a leader, a manager, a coach, a teacher, a lecturer, a soldier, in whatever capacity that you lead, as long as you have people under you, those people form the part of your team. And one of the hallmarks of true leadership is the ability to raise leaders out of followers. As a matter of fact, Miles Moreau is famed for always saying that every true leader is able to raise leaders who would make his presence irrelevant. If you are a leader and you need to always be present for tasks to be done, If you are a leader you need to always be present, you need to always hold the hands of your followers for them to get things done or you need to always micromanage them for them to get going, then there's a problem and one way to fix that problem is to develop the problem-solving acumen of those in your team or those who are your followers. So in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing three methods that every leader can use to develop the problem-solving skills in their followers. And these three methods that we are going to be discussing, you're not going to find it anywhere, you're not going to hear it anywhere, you're not going to read it in any book, except you are hearing it from me. Every leader leads people through people, and so the quality of leadership that you can provide is directly proportionate to the quality of Of the team that you work with. It's directly proportionate to the quality of people that are on your team. And so, as a leader, you must be able to develop the people in your team regardless of how you met them. Great leaders are known for being able to meet ordinary people and transform them into extraordinary people as they work with him towards a shared vision. And, like I said in my last episode, the goal of leadership is to influence others, to influence people, to influence his team, to influence his followers towards solving a problem by helping them deploy their problem-solving skills in their domain. Now, let's take a cue from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into the scene, and when he assumed his leadership role, he picked 12 disciples to form his team and when he met these people these people were ordinary people these people had nothing special about them most of them had regular jobs most of them had regular professions but jesus took them from where they were and jesus transformed them and improved the quality of their minds and made them better and helped them to deploy their latent resource potential even potential they did not recognize that they already had jesus was able to reach out and reach down within them and pull out the hidden the dormant skill that they had buried for so long. And so you may be listening to me, you're a leader, or you have people that listen to you, or you have people in your team, even if they are your colleagues. But as long as you work with people and you have a desire, you have a goal that you want to achieve, and you need the help of these people in your team whether formally or informally, you need to develop the ability to help these people reach down within them for the dormant skills, ideas, talents, and gifts that they may have buried for so long that could potentially help you achieve your dream, your vision, or the shared goal of the team or the group that you lead or that you belong. Another reason why it's very important that you listen to this episode is that I've come to discover that, Having the best talent in a team does not necessarily guarantee the success of a team. Having the best talent in a team does not necessarily guarantee that that team will succeed. And one very good illustration to buttress this is the game of football. If you are familiar with the game of football, you will have come to see that there are teams that have the best players, the most expensive players, star-studded teams who go into games, who go into tournaments... And sometimes lose to teams that are weaker on a head-to-head basis. They lose to teams that are weaker individually but more organized because they have a strong leader that's able to bring them into a system that helps each individual bring their own unique contribution to help the team collectively achieve a goal or solve a problem. And that is the job of every leader. So as a leader... It is your job and it's your duty to be able to reach into the inner resource potential of the people at your disposal, the human resource at your disposal, and pull out the strengths within the individuals at your disposal and harness those strengths in a collective manner towards achieving a common goal. And that is why I define leadership as the capacity to influence others by inspiring them towards solving a problem so a lack of creative leadership in a team packed with talent is a recipe for disaster this brings to mind the popular proverbs that says a pack of sheep led by a lion will always defeat a pack of lions led by a sheep now i believe you know that that is a paradox because in reality if you put a lion in charge of a pack of sheep instead of leading the pack of sheep the lion will have them for lunch but you get the idea. The simple message that I'm trying to pass across is that a group, a team, a body of people, a classroom is as effective as the one leading the team. So no matter how talented a team is, if the leader is ineffective, that team will struggle to achieve collective success. This further underscores the saying that the hallmark of leadership, the hallmark of true leadership, the hallmark of great leaders is in the ability to raise leaders. And if I was to take a cue from that, I would say the hallmark of great leaders is to raise effective problem solvers. Now look at the leadership story of David. When David was being hunted down by Saul and he escaped and he ran to the cave of Adullam, the Bible says that different kinds of people came to meet him. People who were in debt, people who were distressed, people who were discontented. These people were dejected and they came to meet David. And the Bible says that David became a captain over them. David became their leader. Now, these were ordinary people with common problems. These people didn't have jobs. These people were in debt. These people were in distress. And David began to lead them. If you study the story of this group of people who came to David in the cave of Adulam... After several years of being under the leadership, the creative leadership of David, David was able to unlock the unique potential, the unique gift, the unique creative ability in each of these individuals, and they became his mighty men. Now, these same people that the Bible described in the book of 1 Samuel 22, verse 2, as discontented, dejected, distressed, indebted, and frustrated, the same Bible in the book of 2 Samuel 22, from verse 8, Began to describe them as mighty men. Now, what happened? What changed between the space of when they came to David in the cave of Adullam and when the Bible began to describe their wonderful works? Creative leadership had taken its course, it had helped them unlock their creative potential, it had helped them unlock their problem solving ability in their own respective domain, and that's why the Bible says that one of them. Could kill eight hundred men with his spear. The other one killed two men who looked like lions and went into a pit to kill a lion when it was no time. Another one was in battle and he fought so much and he fought so hard until his sword clave to his hand. Another one killed three hundred men with his spear. Now these were the men who came to David dejected, distressed, indebted, and frustrated. The same thing is what happened when the disciples came to Jesus. When Jesus formed his team of disciples. They were ordinary people. Of course, they were doing well in their different careers and professions, but they had a lot of potential that had been lying dormant, untapped, and unharnessed. And Jesus, being the kind of leader that he was, helped them to discover that potential and manifest their creativity in their own respective domains. And so the three methods that I'm going to be sharing with you are going to be methods that we can easily see in Jesus's leadership journey. In Jesus' leadership journey, he deployed these three methods at different scenarios when he was raising his disciples. So basically, Jesus was teaching his disciples to become problem solvers when he met them. He said, though you are a fisherman, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And so he selected his disciples with that goal in mind. He did not select the best people. He did not select the most eloquent sets of people. He selected people who, who had a potential that had not yet been unlocked. And Jesus Christ knew that he was going to have to teach them and train them to be able to unlock that potential. The first method is the top-down approach. Now, the top-bottom approach can be seen in the book of Luke 10. In Luke 10, Jesus Christ cast a vision for the 70 disciples. So the top-bottom approach is for a large group of people, a larger group of people. When you're leading a large group of people and you want to help them deploy their problem-solving skills, you can use the top-bottom approach. In the top-bottom approach, Jesus Christ cast a vision for the team of disciples and he sent them out with a mission and with a goal. He broke them into groups of twos, and he gave them a specific mission and a specific Problem solving template, and he told them what to do in different scenarios of their problem solving expedition. He told them what to do if they were rejected, he told them what to do when they were accepted. He prepared them for the task that he gave to them. And so, in the top bottom approach, you want to give a task, you want to cast a vision, you want to set a template that others can follow without being too close to you. You want to give them instruction from a reasonable distance, and you can do this through coaching. Through a book, through a recording that you have done, or through any means of communication that you can deploy to help these people receive the instructions and run with the vision. Now, in the bottom-up approach, Jesus would use a different modality to help his 12 disciples to develop their problem-solving ability. He would take them away from the crowd. He would take them away from the 70, and he would take them unto himself, and he would give them assignments. He would give them exercises. He would teach them with parables. He would give them puzzles. He would ask them questions to juggle their memories, juggle their brains, and trigger their problem-solving abilities to come alive. And when Jesus did this, you saw how this brought out the giant in most of his disciples. Now, in the maverick approach, Jesus Christ would take three out of the twelve and he would bring them even closer than he brought the twelve. This was Peter, James, and John. He would bring them closer and he would give them the intricate details of how he works. So he would give them the secrets of how he operates. He will open himself to them like an open book and allow them to see him and watch him and learn by close observation how he actually solves problems and how he prepares himself and sharpens himself to be effective at leading and at solving the problems that he was born to solve. Now, these three approaches can be used depending on the different scenarios that you find yourself as a leader. You can use the top bottom approach you can use the bottom up approach and you can use the maverick approach i hope that by listening to this episode you have found some value do well to like share subscribe and comment on this episode if you're listening on youtube and i'll be happy to engage with you thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode have a good one We are so thrilled to present to you Creativity Boost, an immersive journey designed to extract your superpowers, enhance your creative capacity, and empower you to master the business of your creativity. Don't miss an episode. We release new content every other Tuesday. Subscribe now and embark on this creativity adventure with us.